this is a weird year for movies. How so? I mean, yeah, I, you know, Ryan, it is a weird year, and this is where we're starting the podcast. For the record, uh, we'll get okay. you to to do to do do in a th- in a second. Um, uh-huh. But like, I was about to say, out of all of these movies, I don't. It looks like a lot of them are gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this is not that great of a year for movies. And then I realize, oh wait, Toy Story four and Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Never mind. But it's just it's such a weird summer. It is like. It feels like everyone's already like gone to the movies and like. I don't know. All of these summer blockbusters are coming out just in the wake of Avengers. And, and none. Yeah, no no one can command an audience after what Avengers did it's, slash is still doing. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's a weird year. All right. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to have you do the do, 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 do thing. Uh, yep, in a we're second. Do duel. Do 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 do. Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer, and I'm Errol Koenig. So Ryan, hi, Errol Koenig. What are you up to? Well, it is summertime, and summertime means one thing and one thing alone. I need to wear sunscreen. Yes, you are very white. You're very white. Yes. Mm-hmm. To the extent that if you don't wear sunscreen, I think you just evaporate. Is that is that how I, science works? No, I just become invisible, which is a problem in and of itself. But we don't need that, to get into that. I right feel like now. that's the other direction. Like you. If you wear too much sunscreen, you'd become invisible because you wouldn't get any. There's science behind this somewhere. <laughs> Are you sure? And we'll, no, we'll find it. We'll find it. I'm so white that I'm translucent. That's the problem. Yes. You start yeah. translucent, but uh, when the sun hits, you burst into flames and mm-hmm. science, and, and then, right? And then I die. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is the logical next step of bursting and that's what, into flames, and that is what summer means mm-hmm. to yeah. all of us, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Death and science. Well, speaking of science, Ryan, have yeah. you seen uh, Detective Pikachu? There's lots of science in that movie. There is a lot of science <laughs> mumbo jumbo in that movie. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Rita Ora knows what she's talking about uh, when it comes to science. For the record, Ryan. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not sure if if you could place that. Rita Ora is a uh, famous singer and also uh, the actress who played the lead scientist in uh, Detective okay. Pikachu. Uh, just for Did record, not yeah, no, it's, I'm aware that it's for all of our listeners who uh, love pop music and also Pokemon. Me, while editing, you know, I bet so. there there is probably a pretty big overlap in those two uh, two groups. Yes, just, but there's I'm the third group of, of our listeners. <laughs> so which we love we love it's just yes. it's a small group it's a small group of we people. love you all dearly you're yes. just all also like us yes love you mommy um 
Yeah, <laughs> but we are not here just to talk about Detective Pikachu, although we will be talking about Detective Pikachu. But because mm-hmm. it's summertime, summer movies are coming out, and coming out fast. Uh, to yeah. the extent that, I mean, a little peek behind the door, uh, the, the curtain, if you will, uh, about how we're putting these podcasts together. You might have noticed that I dropped this episode as well as the Shazam episode and the uh, the uh, Avengers Endgame episode all at the same time. Now, Ryan knows this, uh, but yes. it turns out when you get a job editing podcasts less of a priority mm-hmm. although although fun and amazing is it's it can it's sometimes nice sleep yeah it can sometimes slip slip away uh so because of that we are dropping all three episodes at the same time for a binge uh fest of podcasts because who doesn't love binging content that's you know we're in the 21st century that's what this is about so yeah. you can listen to them all in a row uh, and, great, and in this episode, we're kind of going through all the movies that have come out this summer so far that we have seen, which is a, a decent number. Uh, and then we're going to kind of preview the rest of the summer and uh, go from there. Yeah. So that's, am, that's what we got. Before we get started, I would also like to insert into our list of our enormous list of movies to discuss today. Uh, one TV show that came out the good omens tv show oh okay all right well i'm gonna actually add a second tv show as well have you, have you seen good, o- okay. good omens i have okay cool so uh we'll talk about that and then we'll also talk about another tv show that we talked about the their last season uh on the podcast uh and or i guess not their last the season before the current season and then this uh-huh. season was the last season of the biggest TV show of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Game I of Thrones. The Nash ended. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll also talk about that. Um, but cool, want to jump into Pikachu? Yeah. All right, cool. Ryan, what were your expectations and thoughts going into it? I thought it was going to be uh, an enjoyable movie. Maybe a mm-hmm. little weird because it is... A talking Pikachu voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, and all in all, I think this movie gave me exactly what I wanted and hmm. nothing more. And I really didn't need anything more. Okay. Yeah. It was I, fun. I... It was light. It was short. It did not have a complicated plot, mm-hmm. more or less. And more or less, yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. I agree for the most part. I, I mean, as someone, and we're both in the same boat, uh, as someone who's played Pokemon since, like, we were, just as long as I can remember, I've been playing Pokemon, mm-hmm. the, you know, the game mm-hmm. on, I, I had, I have, I have a Game Boy Color with uh, Pokemon Yellow that still works and is still great. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, also, Ryan, I don't even know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. But I think our friendship really started over two things. One, baseball, because I saw you were wearing an Orioles shirt. Uh, and yep. two, we both uh, had Pokemon on our phone that we could play. Uh, <laughs> it's true. And I was yeah. like, oh, this guy likes baseball and he likes Pokemon. Maybe this person is nice. And then uh, I kind of followed you around for a while. Mm-hmm. We were in some classes together. And then, you know, friendship happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just came over to borrow some uh, the Patriots jersey once. Wee woo, wee woo. I apologize wee woo. for living near wee the hospital. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. This is staying in the podcast for the record because I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pokemon, great. We both love it. And uh, going into it, I was expecting this movie to be it pretty much lined up with everything I thought it would be, you know, same thing. However, this is what I will say. The movie uh-huh. was made for two groups of people. Mm-hmm. For kids who are currently, you know, playing Pokemon and adults who are nostalgic for Pokemon. Yes. Which, very true. However, as an adult who still currently plays Pokemon, uh-huh. I I kind of wanted more. Really? Yeah. Like how? I mean, it's or it plays slash watches. I I I would have loved if there was a nurse joy in the police station. I would have mm. loved if they just had one police officer walking around with blue hair. It would have been amazing. Uh-huh. They should have been the pokey center. That would have been. I would have loved that. Uh, I mean, I think for this movie, they chose like here's a group of famous Pokemon that everyone knows and then here's also a group of less famous like just obscure pokemon just so we can include in the movie there wasn't really mm-hmm. any middle or that right. many like middle ground pokemon I, I think they could have probably gone a little bit more you know diverse i don't think is the right word for it <laughs> but like they could have yeah i don't they know clearly, like, like picked the pokemon they were willing to put in the effort to like you know, make yeah. the realistic models of. And to be fair, all of the Pokemon looked amazing, and there was oh, yeah. so many in this movie, which mm-hmm. the amount of effort and work that that visual effects team did for this movie is unreal. Oh, it's, yeah. I am, I, I am blown, like, just thinking about it that way, I am blown away with what they did. Yeah, it was very impressive trying to make the, uh, Pokemon look realistic, but also not be in the uncanny valley of like yeah. almost looking real, but not yeah. Sonic. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they God. did a very good job in that respect, and yeah. I don't think they're going to be up for an Oscar, but they will be in my heart. They they might we might be surprised, uh, just because it just such a feat that i think you, they might be able to pitch it that way mm-hmm. this sure. was almost an animated movie with how much visual effects there was yeah which is it's, it's kind of crazy and i mean i think also yeah i, I there, there's a shot i also think that just in comparison uh one of the reasons i think this movie did as well as it did is it had the amazing advertisement of uh the sonic trailer being so bad that's true. It probably is like, oh, this is how bad it could be. And then look at Pokemon. That's how great this could be. So I think that definitely helped. Also, like, in regards to Sonic, they pushed that movie back a year. So they had time to redo the character, make everything look great, which I think is a very smart decision. Yes. I, however, 
really want to see the movie with the original Sonic. <laughs> I think that movie is going to be so just chaotic. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm saying this like in the way that Venom was. Like <laughs> they're trying so hard to be good and then just kind of missing on all fronts. And I think that's exactly what I would have wanted from this movie. And now they're actually going to yeah. turn in something, you know, probably good enough. Yeah. And then whatever, that's... Instead of being a wild ride, it'll just be, like, fine. Yeah, it'll, you know... I would have rather them, like, swing and miss and throw the bat into the stands uh, than them just hit the ball and, it, you know, just kind of infield, infield single. Yeah. But like a bunt infield single, not an exciting one where they're super fast. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. Detective Pikachu was great. Uh, did you have any complaints with the movie, uh, with the plot, with the story, with anything? Anything um, stand out? I think, I mean, there were certainly like things I could complain about that I just don't remember right now. The only thing that I might have wanted more from this movie was plot-wise because mm-hmm. it was a pretty, like, straightforward kind of there's an evil corporation yeah. doing evil things in an evil lab kind of plot. Uh, yeah, and it, it was very much like a Pokemon kind of plot, but I could have done yeah. with a little bit more and making the movie a little bit oh, longer. Oh, yeah, that's... That's nothing else that I wanted. I wanted Team Rocket. Yes. I would have loved Team Rocket. I would have loved if it was just like the smallest hint. The reason why the that mist spray stuff was called R was because of Team Rocket. That's they what I thought it one... was at first, too. Yeah, me too. And when it just wasn't, it was just an arbitrary number that was like, eh, or an arbitrary letter. Because mm-hmm. R is a letter, not a number. Um, I was like, eh, fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I also think probably my biggest disappointment in this movie, uh, the ending reveal of Ryan Reynolds being the dad. Yeah. I had some problems with that. But uh, And I'll, so. I'll, I'll go through from most reasonable to least reasonable. Uh, most reasonable, as I was watching this movie, I mean, I guess there were like some hints and stuff, uh, but I was expecting... Detective Pikachu to be Detective Pikachu in the franchise and that was the character and they I was viewing the story arc as like he lost his dad but he found comfort in this friend and he learned how to open himself up to like friends and Pokemon and he Mm -hmm. grew from it and then it was like oh no his dad's still alive and that whole arc doesn't matter it's this other arc that does with his dad Granted, when I saw it the second time, uh, that felt a little bit better. Um, like, I, I could see it more. I saw the clues, and it, you know, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so second, I think Ryan Reynolds looks too young to be his dad. Yeah. I mean, like... I was thinking that, too. They could definitely swing it like he was a young dad and whatever, mm-hmm. but it was just... I don't know. It It was... It was tough to see it, especially, I mean, not that this is in any way, a, a, like, this aspect that I'm saying, I'm about to say now with this qualifier, uh, is <laughs> not the problem that was wrong with it. It just kind of accentuated 
the problem that I did have uh, was because they're different races mm-hmm. uh, and they just they don't really look that similar or really act that similar which I guess you can kind of point out or you could like blame because he didn't you know spend time with his dad growing up but like right you know you just have a hard time making that connection between the two yeah i had a really really hard time making that connection and again second time i saw it i was able to make the connection a little bit more clearly uh and Mm -hmm. all the emotional stuff that hit at the end you know hit harder and i felt it more and it worked better but the first time it definitely caught me off guard a little bit to the point where I was like, oh, well, what are they going to do for the next one? And it took me out of the movie. Um, Which, you know, again, it might be my own issues with, you know, having uh, a white dad, but not my issues with having a white dad, my issues with him having, you know what, I'm going to stop talking about this one and go to my Mm -hmm. third and most ridiculous uh, complaint with it. And... Uh Trust me, there is nothing backing this up. Of there's no reason why I would have ever had any different expectation or any expectations remotely close to this, especially uh-huh. because upon second time watching, you could tell that his dad in like the flashbacks and the scenes, you could tell that he was white. Yeah, I just I, I missed I the first time around, I completely missed it, partially because I don't know why. Again, this is ridiculous, and I should be. <laughs> I should be uh, definitely looked down upon for having this thought. Not for having the thought, but whatever. I thought Idris Elba was going to be his dad. (laughs) Why? I don't know. He's not attached to the movie at all. He wasn't attached to the movie. I just kind of... I I felt it in my jellies. I felt it in my (laughs) jellies that I just... After I saw him, like, after I saw, like, the flashback the first time, I was like, oh, that would be cool. And I was convinced. Mm-hmm. And I think no. my disappointment happened at the end because, like, oh, that's not Idris Elba. I mean, I guess no, it's only right. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but look, I knew Ryan Reynolds was in it already. It's, you know, that's not that big of a surprise. It's so yeah. stupid. It's so stupid. It is. But I really <laughs> wanted it to be Idris Elba to the point that I think I convinced myself while watching the movie that it was him and yeah mm-hmm. so that's no. it that that's that's really the only reason why i had an issue with that and again upon second time watching it it worked well um it, it, it worked a lot better uh for me yeah and you know i well, thought like that idris elba wasn't gonna be in it yeah my expectations were changed and you know it it it, it hit my new expectations of what i had already seen mm-hmm. so it it worked. And I also think that, like, there were, like, some clues and other stuff that I just kind of missed the first time around that, you know, was actually enhanced. Or, you know, when I saw it the second time, I felt better about it. Yeah. Which is which is good, which is exactly what a movie should do. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Great. Any closing right. thoughts, Ryan? Mm, very good movie. Go see it. Cool. But Favorite Pokemon have... in the movie. Uh, not named yes. Pikachu. So, we have so many movies to get through to talk about. We want to just yeah, we should probably go ahead. Just yeah. roll through the ones that we have seen. Yes, let's roll through out. the ones that we have. We'll give our thoughts uh, real quickly. Um, yeah, we'll do the movies we've seen, then the, the two TV shows we've seen, and then we'll talk about mm-hmm. everything else. 
real quick. Yep. So yeah, Ryan, you just right. seen a movie earlier tonight. Please talk did. about it. I just got back from seeing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, I was kind of looking forward to this one because I saw the first, well, first in quotation marks movie in this mm-hmm. series uh, and enjoyed it. And boy, did I not have the same experience watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was just like they, they knew that, you know, you want to go to this kind of movie to watch Godzilla fight other monsters, which they yeah. 100% delivered on and did a great job on that. Uh, but there were just so many, like, implausible plot hole type things that there was just always, like, too, too many plot holes at any given time, and you mm-hmm. could never, like, get into the movie to really enjoy it. So that's my review of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Also, yeah. they were, v- like, really pushing hard to remind you that, like, King Kong is part of this universe <laughs> and did not show him at all. Yeah, well, I, it's a setup because a movie that is announced is King Kong versus Godzilla, which I mean, that yeah. that's the next movie coming out, and I they they want you to remember that that also was a good movie that you should that that you've mm-hmm. seen and that will interact with this this character. Yeah. And uh, so, wait, uh, how you said it made it seem like you did not need to see the first Godzilla at all. Like, there's no connecting arc well, other they, than Godzilla. They're like the 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 human characters are the same from the first movie to the second movie. Okay, and their motivations are based on the first movie, but it's not like it's not a continuation of the story. There's a pretty clear break, and they talk about what happened in the first movie. Um, yeah, I guess this right. is not a spoiler. Like the the main characters. Uh, like they talk about how you know, when Godzilla f- came to San Francisco in the first movie and fucked shit up, mm-hmm. that they lost one of their children, and so that's one of the motivating factors. But they keep talking about it, so you don't actually need to have seen it to know that they lost their <laughs> child. Yeah. So. All right. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, again, I'm I, I'm asking this because I haven't haven't seen the first Godzilla yet even though i've already on podcast stated that i need to uh mm-hmm. especially because mothra is the best and i need to watch watch mothra as many ways as possible yeah um, mothra's in the second one yes so i'm i'm excited i'm excited for mm-hmm. that uh yeah so we will i'll get to that there's there's a lot of movies yeah. that i haven't seen that i that i'll talk about in a minute uh that mm-hmm are yeah that'll I be in- you... that'll be interesting but uh this is definitely on that list of yeah of what a I warning for you errol mm-hmm. uh for you personally when you see this movie is that there is a pretty graphic destruction of fenway park uh it's not funny the the final battle like this is this is a joke i'm, I'm I... at fenway park Okay, so just to warn you. <laughs> yeah, I think Okay, I thank you. Thank you cuz that would definitely mm-hmm. be a trigger warning for me. Um Yeah. I don't know it, it might make me 
I, I can't tell if it'll make me like it more or hate it so much. <laughs> One of the two will mm-hmm. happen, and I, I mean, I'll fill you in on our next podcast, but mm-hmm. wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair uh, yeah, so uh, let me get to the movies that I've seen, and I'll try to go yeah. uh, pretty quickly. Uh, so I, I saw Aladdin uh, a couple weeks ago when that first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out, not as good as the original, or the the, uh, the animated original, uh, yeah. which this movie was essentially the same thing, except some small changes. They upped Jasmine's arc, which is great. Good. However, my I guess my one spoiler-free note that I sent around after seeing the movie was you could tell that this movie wasn't written by women. There wasn't any women in the writer's room. Which, as a podcast of two men talking about this, this might not be the best place to, to you know, it, yeah. to, to to talk about it. But like, uh, they had a very female empowerment arc for Princess Jasmine, which again, great, and I love that they're telling these stories. Mm-hmm. However, it felt very surface. It felt a little bit surface level. It felt a little bit pandering, which again might be, be me being picky uh-huh. uh, about these things, but. It also might not be, it you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and I think it, it might be that like now that I, I'm noticing like these type of because I'm watching so many more movies and it's becoming such a bigger part of the conversation. I'm noticing when they have these arcs that aren't as fulfilled as they could be or should be. Um, yeah, like I notice it. However, it just this might just be me nitpicking. Um, and we'll have this mm-hmm. conversation, I guess, a full on conversation. Uh, later when I can get into my thoughts about this when no offense Ryan I, I would like some some girl power on the panel uh, to, to talk about this uh, as, as as lovely as you are uh, yeah fair. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean it was it was a good movie I wish they had gone you know f- for it a little bit more um, by that mm-hmm. but by that I mean like uh, Will Smith who plays the genie did a great job, but he was balancing between copying Robin Williams and being Will Smith, which mm-hmm. was his job, to be fair. But I wish yeah. he just like said, "Hey, just like Robin Williams was Robin Williams in this role, be Will Smith, just go all out, right? Just be like crazy, ridiculous, whatever." And I feel like they were kind of pulling back on some punches. So okay. not that it's necessarily like, it's not bad. He doesn't take away from the movie. I just feel like Will Smith could have been a force because that is something that he has in his power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was a little underwhelming. It felt like watered down kind of just a hair. Yeah. I felt a little watered okay. down. Which, again, no fault of his or the writers because they had the tough challenge of, like, do I want to let Will Smith go all Will Smith? And they probably also wrote it before they knew Will Smith was doing it. Yeah. So, whatever. Is what it is. Good movie. Oh, Oh. here's uh, my only other complaint with the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did not think they did a great job with the animals. Actually, they they did a good job with Abu. Abu was great and uh-huh. fun, but like I felt like Raja 
and Iago, especially Iago, like weren't really like fulfilled characters. Like we didn't necessarily love them. Like I feel like Raja could have been like such a fun, cute care, like a multi-dimensional animal rather than just a scary tiger. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, just, just as for pet characters, I just, you know, and I'll talk about other pet, pet characters. You know what? Right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about uh, The Secret Life of Pets, which I also saw. Which. Oh. That's what Secret Life stands for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Secret Life of Pets uh, 2, which is the sequel <laughs> in that movie. And you know what? Yeah. It was not great. Really not great. Uh, the story was non-existent. Really? Yeah, like, I was wondering about that. Because the trailers were very character-focused and did not imply any kind of storyline. Yeah, and I think that is accurate uh, to how the movie <laughs> was. Because the first one was interesting because they took kind of a whole bunch of different you know pets and their stories and had all lead to one big culminating moment that finished all of their arcs. Uh-huh. This one also had all of those different arcs and stories, and instead of having them all come together to be finished, they just kind of were their own thing, and they forced them to have the big final moment. Ah. Uh. Which, I mean, I don't want to spoil things too much. Uh, but, you know, like, I don't know. It's I mean, I don't even need to spoil it. Just there was a whole bunch of different I don't know a whole bunch of different I guess things that it didn't like perfectly come together mm-hmm. like there was like some overlap but I don't know I, I I felt like there could have been a much stronger actually you know what now that I'm thinking about it uh one of the main or the arc for the main character of or Patton Oswalt's character who I'm 100% forgetting his name uh, but, uh, his arc was that, like, he's overprotective of his kid, like his, uh-huh. Max's, you know, mom or dog mom, whatever, he, the human, the human that adopted yeah. him, uh, gets married, has a kid, and then Max becomes overprotective of this kid, uh-huh. uh, and then gets all nervous and whatever. And the arc that they tell you is to... You know, it, it, they show you is that, you know, don't be nervous. And uh, I don't know. It's It was done in a weird way that, like, they say solve your anxiety by not being anxious. It kind of felt like that. Like, uh, Har- yeah. like Har- Harrison Ford was, like, I guess the mentor to Max who kind of, you know, or the dog named Rooster that Harrison Ford voiced was like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. like make you not anxious and then he just kind of puts him in situations where he can he you know has to like step up and be, be brave and mm-hmm. then the problem solved and i i i don't know it's as someone who deals a little bit with my own you know mental health stuff with my add you know again nothing not anything uh, of note really but as someone who has had to explain to you know my dad multiple times that focusing is not how I can stop myself from being distracted. Like, yeah. yes, focusing would be great, but like, I'm trying to focus. I don't focusing yeah. isn't how I solve the problem. Focusing is the problem. You can't, it's yeah. whatever. 
and that kind of was what this movie kind of felt like to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, so that didn't hit me perfectly. And then, again, that whole arc didn't really tie in with the end that well. And it was more about Max becoming brave and strong than him ever getting a moment to be brave for his kid. Yeah. Like, they could have had, like, a really great family moment with that, but they didn't. And it felt lacking. It did. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I guess, yeah. my review of that movie. Not great. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I, I let me... I, that was all bad, what I just said. I'm going to say a couple good things about yeah. this movie uh, to kind of balance things out. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, really? I thought Kevin Hart as Snowball was just perfect. Like, it's just so funny. Ryan, you know you know what I'm talking about, though, that I am a ridiculously cocky person, but, like, I, it's all, you know, just kind of yeah. a joke. Like, it's just because it's fun to, you know, act this way. I feel mm-hmm. like Kevin Hart's character in this movie kind of personifies that a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. on top of that, his name is Snowball. Mm-hmm. He wears a superhero suit, and he's called Captain Snowball. Now, Ryan, uh-huh. you might remember my yes. final project in my animation class was I made a movie, or a short mm-hmm. movie, uh, called Captain Snowball uh, versus Bernie Quack or something like that, where I mm-hmm. made... Uh, like an animated character named Captain Snowball, which one, that's great. And then two, he also said one of the greatest lines that again, Ryan, you're going to think that this was something that I'm just making up that I would have said. Uh, Uh huh. This is the quote. If you're awesome and you're telling the truth, then it sounds like you're bragging. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's totally something you would say. Yeah. That is a hundred percent something I would say. Like I, it's just, and I, again, I, just, I, I, I didn't do that line justice. How Kevin Hart delivered it was just so funny. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he was bragging, and to you know Daisy played by a Tiffany Haddish. By the way, she was also great in this movie. Uh, yeah, that whole arc was probably the best one, um, but. They they were talking and like after they just saved this tiger and he was like s- just super like in on himself like I I did this I saved a tiger from a circus, <laughs> um, you know just super feeling himself, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like and I'm not bragging I'm not bragging because you know if if you're awesome and and, and you tell the truth it just, just kind of sounds like you're bragging and it's just oh so good so good <laughs> that is uh, so yeah good. so that was. That was by far my favorite, my favorite line of the movie. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so cool. Uh, let's move on because I spent too much time talking about the Secret Life of Pets too, because that's not the greatest. Whatever. Um, and then mm-hmm. I also seen, uh, and this was this past weekend. I saw Booksmart, which yeah, directed by Olivia Wilde, uh, mm-hmm. famous actress, uh, and she's directing it, and she did an amazing job. Ooh. I don't usually slash ever like high school party movies. And this one I loved. The acting was great. All of the, you know, high school actors were just did such a good did such a good job. 
Um, mm-hmm. in the movie's about these girls that, you know, they're about to graduate from high school, but they they realize that they spent their entire four years just focused on their studying. So they, you know, realize, well, this is the last night. Let's let, Let's go to the biggest party and do all the things that we, you know, mm-hmm. never done. And as someone who went in high school, never really went to any parties. I can relate hard. <laughs> I can relate hard to that. Uh, so uh-huh. it was, it was, you know, it was done it's really well. We can all relate to, yeah. An experience we can all relate to. And also it was done in a way that wasn't like, kind of like super bad. It was like, let's go do drugs. Let's do all of these things. It was very much like, I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. Uh, and then they accidentally get put into these, you know, crazy situations and, Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's very funny. Um, cool. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say anything else, uh, partially because I don't want to spoil it, partially because there's just too much to talk about. Um, so yeah, Booksmart, see it. Like, just go see it. Wh- whoever you are, just that's a movie you should get to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a couple other people recommend it, so I'm yeah. definitely intrigued by that one. Yeah, and it's it's a relatively small movie, so you should. You know, go support them, support, you know, stories like this Mm -hmm. that are well done. Cool. Uh, Let's keep it moving. Good Omens. Ryan, talk about it. Good Omens. This is the best book to TV adaption I've ever seen. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah. I mean, it can, that can be a low bar sometimes, honestly, but Mm -hmm. this is really good. It's, six episodes on amazon prime the you know the book was originally written by neil gaiman and terry pratchett Mm -hmm. they had worked together on a tv adaption before terry pratchett died and now you know they're making it neil gaiman wrote the screenplay finished Mm -hmm. up their their work and uh he also produced it so he was very clear to the fans mm-hmm. and to Amazon up front that like it's going to be six episodes one season we're not doing anything else we're you know finalizing oh. Terry so, it, so, so this is it this. this is it this is it all right so I, I have to watch that because that's wow mm-hmm. I thought it would be like I, I don't really want to you know get started now because it feels like a lot to to get into and would be kind of I mean like I expected like a you know, a 15 episode season and then, mm-hmm. you know, having to catch up in future seasons and whatever. It felt like a lot. Cause I, I'm finding myself a lot nowadays, like not wanting to watch new TV shows, regardless of how good they are, just because like, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like commitment. a, it's a big commitment. It's a schlep, you know, I might as well watch chopped instead. Yeah. I'll feel better about that. So, uh, but it's just, okay. I'm definitely watching this probably this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. cool. Don't say anything else. I want to know nothing. Okay. I want to know nothing about I, the show. Um, I won't say anything. Yeah. Uh, and if, if I like it as much as you are selling it, um, we'll do a podcast about it too. Cause okay. I feel like that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It, it All right. came out on Esther's birthday. So we watched it over two days. Oh, well, that's nice. So it was 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go from uh, 
what Ryan claims to be the best book adaptation into a TV show into uh, another great book adaptation into a TV show. It was when they weren't adapting from the books anymore where the problems <laughs> arise. Game of Thrones. Yep. Yikes. The final season. What the show did so well over the first, what was it, six, seven seasons? Seven seasons, I think? Yeah. What they'd done so well, or maybe even just the first six, is that they had gone so slowly and so deliberately planting all of these seeds, letting letting characters and their stories just kind of gestate and grow and become what they're meant to be, taking their time, getting to where it needed to be. And then in the final season, they decided to, you know, forget all of that and just kind of mm-hmm. rush through to be done with it. Yeah. It's, it was, it just, like, it makes me kind of mad, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about it because they told HBO with two seasons left, like, hey, we, we, can do this in 13 episodes we only need 13 no more no less Mm -hmm. and it turns out that they needed they needed 40 episodes yeah they needed much more you know i thought or maybe not 40 uh let's let's say 30 episodes let's let's be somewhat nicer they needed Mm -hmm. a whole other season and a half of game of thrones i mean four seasons would have probably been a little bit Eh, that might have been too much. Um, but they needed at least three, you know, another another seventeen episodes. It just the entire final season, everything was so rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, they got every everyone back in, in Winterfell, and I think is full spoilers okay, Ryan? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. So earmuffs if you don't want spoilers for like I don't know two minutes. Three minutes, five minutes, yep. maybe. Want to go on a little rant? All right. Um, I'll start the watch. Cool. Uh, so, the season started. I was like, all right, the the White Walkers are coming. We need to defend ourselves. We need to, you know, do whatever. Everyone was back in Winterfell. Like, Danny got there. Or Daenerys got there. Uh, Arya was there. Sansa got there. I, I, everything was culminating. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in, in Winterfell or heading towards Winterfell. Uh Really, except Cersei, who stayed back in King's Landing. Uh-huh. Uh, so that first episode was like, we're going to need to, like, discussing all of this stuff was happening. And then mm-hmm. also also John learned about uh, him technically being Danny's cousin, which, you know, whatever. Game of Thrones incest, it's, it's a thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So then the second episode was probably one of their stronger ones, where there, it was just... The hours before the fight, we knew that the White Walkers were about to get here. Let's get ready. Mm-hmm. And there was some really great moments. Brienne of Tarth got knighted, which that was really great. Uh, you know, because no woman or no woman has been knighted before uh, in you know all of all all of when, uh, not Winterfell. What's the name of that? World? The Seven Kingdoms. Se- Seven Westeros. Kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. Westeros. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, it was a really great moment. Um, it was a good episode. Yeah, then the third episode yeah. was the big battle with the White Walkers. Uh, and they won. And they did. 
That was to the be clear, episode. The, the people, the oh, living yeah, the, people won. The living people the won. Walkers. And mm-hmm. nothing else happened in that episode. And again, nothing else probably should have. But I, I kind of felt like this was the big threat that we were expecting for years and years and years. This is what everything was building up to. This is all of Bran's thing was about, like, you know, him in, in the north with the White Walkers following him. They wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, get to him, whatever. You know, all of these weird patterns and whatnot that were of the dead bodies in the snow that were, like, in the first episode. Like, that's all of that was culminating with this, and then it, it just kind of ended. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it's, oh, okay, this is over now? This, I would have liked mm-hmm. if there was more... You know, like if that had gone on and been part of that the, the yeah. series finale, maybe not even the series finale. Sorry, I don't know the answer to that. <clears throat> no, not the series finale. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Um, no, not not <laughs> even the series finale, but maybe like had it so like it was an entire season of them, you know, waiting, and there was like smaller groups that like went out to to like fight and like we'd see some of that and like some some more like build up with king's landing and whatever like mm-hmm. i think uh this this season should have if we are stretching it out this one season into three seasons i would say this season should have culminated in uh i guess the big ending should have been the white walkers rather than two episodes right about it mm-hmm. you know it, it it was definitely rushed then next, uh, everyone went to an episode four. Everyone uh, was like, "All right, let's go to King's Landing," so Danny could become, you know, you know, get the Iron Throne. Uh huh. So that episode was them about all of them leaving. There was a whole weird Jamie arc, uh, where he, I uh, whatever. I don't I don't need to get into it. Um, but mm-hmm. like, he slept with Brian. And then left her, and Bran was sad about it, because of course. But it also was done in a way that made me feel like, oh, well, all the stuff that you just did with her getting knighted, well, you're just taking away her agency. Now she's just, you know, a character prop for Jamie to deal with, rather than yeah. like Jamie's leaving her behind so he can be with Cersei. Not she's her own independent, fully realized character. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Yeah. Then the next episode was the Battle for King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just ended. Danny burned everyone down, burned the entire city, even though they were trying not to do that. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so Danny turned into a bad guy, uh, killed Cersei, you know, killed Jamie. whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, also super fast. Yeah. It was... I mean especially the the one of the complaints i hear on the internet a lot is like mm-hmm. in the early seasons how much time it would take to go from place to place like yeah they would show the characters growing as they walk from you know city mm-hmm. to city but just to have them like appear at king's landing because that's yeah. where the plot needs them to be is ridiculous yeah. i mean and i think um when i say that that episode went went by quickly it's the point was really I would have liked there to be more gestation with 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 Danny going from you know 
good i'm fighting for the good of people to like i'll do whatever it takes to get the throne Mm -hmm. you know even if it means killing you know thousands of innocent people Mm -hmm. like i wish there was a little bit more i guess yeah maybe not visual evidence that this was going to happen because maybe they wanted like a, a quick turn but like more arguments about it like her i don't know it just it felt like they flipped the switch a little too fast yeah. Like, the the first couple seasons, you know, up until this point, were just, like, she's good, but, like, she might turn bad. Who knows? You know, uh, the Targaryens are always crazy. Like, they hinted that it might happen, but they didn't actually show any, I guess, yeah, any There's flaw in her character. Mm-hmm. Rather, like, it, it, it was just... Saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, it could happen, and then actually, like, putting in the work. Showing that her happen. that it might be... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, there was, like, some small things, but, like, I wish that they had shown that sh- internal struggle a little bit more, and then when we would have seen the break, it would have been more impactful. Yeah. Uh, and then, the final episode, I guess, was, it, there was two halves of that episode. The first half was John realizes that Danny's gone evil and kills her. That yeah. should have been a whole season. Yeah. That would have been great to see him wrestling with the fact that is she actually a good person or a bad person? Mm-hmm. So again, if again stretching it out, first season White Walker, second season uh, Danny versus Cersei, third season John versus Danny. Yeah, and even though it might not you know be John versus Danny right away, that would that's what it would eventually lead to. Mm-hmm. And then you can have the epilogue half an episode at the end. Where they chose Bran as the king because I don't know why not. Sure, why not? Yeah, it's it's I don't know. There was just I felt like they picked him because everyone else was too obvious. I guess. I don't don't know. know. I feel like I've gone longer than five minutes, but I mean you definitely have. But that's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, That's Game of Thrones. That's, yeah, it it happened, and it happened. boy, were people it's, not happy about it. Well, I, the one benefit to it being so bad in its final season was that now I'm less sad that it's gone. That's true. Which I guess is, that's a positive. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about some of the movies that we haven't seen real quickly. Um, we have not seen Dark Phoenix. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. It's not supposed to be great. Uh yeah, we haven't seen Rocket I don't Man. Have much plans to watch that one. Yeah, I mean, I'll, Doc Phoenix. I'm gonna watch it just because it's the end of the X Men thing and whatever. And I watch everything anyway. And AMC A list makes movies, you know, free. Is that kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah, free enough if I'm seeing more than one movie a month, which I am. It's mm-hmm. makes that second movie essentially free. Whatever. Um, Rocket Man came out. Uh, it's supposed to be great. I haven't seen it yet. It's supposed to be a, like a better, maybe not a better version of Bohemian Rhapsody, but they actually tell a good, compelling story uh, mixed uh-huh. in with you know awesome music. What that's what I've heard. So I'll report back. Uh, yeah. Then John Wick Chapter Three, which I recently watched the first two for the first time, and they're just really yeah, well yeah. executed. Uh. I don't know if fun's the right word movie, but it's just 
pure action kind of movies. Yeah, pure action. It's like those movies are a layup uh, in like coming up with them conceptually. Um, but those movies are so well executed. There's a whole bunch of like lore in the background that is hinted about and just there, but like in such a light way that it just it's just it's really well done. So I'm excited to watch okay. the third one. Haven't gotten to it. Um, mm-hmm. So those are, I guess, the big movies that have come out. Uh, Want to talk about what's coming up? Yeah. There's still a whole lot of summer left, despite There's the fact that we are left. about halfway through it. Yeah. Uh, There's a whole lot more. And, and the list that we have here just goes into the beginning of August. It's still, yeah. still a decent more to come. But mm-hmm. it's going to go in. Uh, this weekend, Men in Black International and Shaft. Any expectations? Uh, Black International looks very funny, mm-hmm. and you know, at least from the trailers, looks good. So, I'm excited to see Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth be themselves on screen for two and a half hours. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, you might be able to sense Brian's a little bit of trepidation because uh, the initial Rotten Tomatoes scores have come out a little bit, and I'll let you look at that for yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, but I'm gonna see it, it's gonna be fun. Uh, Shaft is also coming out. Uh, Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson is Samuel L. Jackson, and if that's not a selling point, uh, enough as it is, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's it's like three generations of Samuel L. Jackson going on Samuel L. Jackson missions together, kind of. Yeah, and really, what else do you want out of life? Not much, not much at all. Yeah, all right, then the weekend after. The movie mm-hmm. uh, that I am the most excited for and the most nervous for uh, uh-huh. is coming out. And I'm saying for a lot, which is apt because it's Toy Story 4. It's... Hell yeah. Like, I've never why, been... Why are you slightly nervous about it? Uh, well, slightly is not... It's it just toy an understatement, yeah. Toy Story 3 was just such a perfect ending to that whole franchise mm-hmm. that it felt like cool this is the end it's perfect we're done we can go home we can cry we feel good about ourselves mm-hmm. and then yeah. toy story 4 was like oh well i mean i guess if they're doing it they must have a really good idea oh yeah. the writer and directors are both being changed that's mm, yeah all right it's not always a great sign. Yeah. So, and then, and then, uh, I mean, but again, Pixar is great. The initial, I guess, Twitter reactions have come out. I've heard very good things through that, which I'm mm-hmm. clinging on for dear life. I'm very excited for <laughs> Ducky and Bunny in this movie just because Key and Peel are awesome. And, you know, the trailers oh, yeah. that they've been in have been hilarious. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is in it, which is going to be great. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm sure that this movie is going to be perfect because it's Toy Story and it's Pixar and I'm going to cry my eyes out and all that. Oh, yeah. But it just, the fact that the bar is set so high. Yeah. There's a decent chance I'm going to be disappointed even if it's great. Mm-hmm. Like the the success rate of for Toy Story movies is just astronomical, and 
Yeah. I like I agree it's so hard to follow up on Toy Story 3 because it was so good and because it was such like a ending to the trilogy yeah. that opening that box again is inherently very difficult and puts up a lot of risk for yeah. I don't know about ruining the series but definitely like it it can put a sour note on an otherwise like perfect series yeah and like also a, a sour note might not even be a sour note it could just be like this movie gets a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes and it yeah just isn't as good as the rest and it you know whatever mm-hmm. again i just i'm probably being paranoid and it's probably gonna be amazing and yeah but i'm gonna yeah it's yeah I'm, we should stop talking about it before i get too nervous um <laughs> But uh, also coming out that same weekend is probably one of the greatest um, placements of counter-programming. Uh, Child's Play comes out. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's the Chucky movies, which I think releasing a Chucky movie the same weekend as Toy Story 4 is just so smart and funny. Yeah. And, you know, we get a fun, happy mm-hmm. mo- toy, a movie about toys for kids. And then we get a scary movie about toys for, you know... I, I don't know murder. who sees those movies, but you know it's uh, they probably will enjoy it. Teens who don't want to get dragged to Toy Story with their little little siblings. Well, those teens so, are like, stupid. I mean, yes, they're clearly making the wrong decision, yeah. but they have to rebel somehow. Yeah, as I guess. Thank God I mm-hmm. never rebelled. Yeah, you know, stayed true to Toy Story your whole life. Or maybe I rebelled against growing up by you know. Yeah. I've been ever rebelling. That'll stick it to the man. That'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, just fun yeah. fact: Toy Story Four is currently projected to be the biggest animated box office of all time. Really? Which, again, not a super mm-hmm. surprise. Yeah. Um, the current number one is Incredibles Two. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which again? Oh, okay. That movie also <laughs> made over a billion dollars. It's Did just really. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more, but it was, it was huge, and Toy Story Four will probably, very likely, follow suit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, picks. It's just uh, the animated pick, uh, animated movie world is just Pixar constantly one upping itself. Yeah, with the occasional Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, coming in coming in hot mm-hmm. all right uh cool moving on uh the next weekend ryan the movie i think you're the most excited about if i'm not mistaken well, instagram instagram and twitter both think i'm very excited oh i'm sorry i got this. you confused with instagram and twitter my bad uh what movie yeah i look exactly to? the same yeah uh this is yesterday <laughs> in which some guy gets hit in the head and wakes up in a world where only he remembers beatles songs mm-hmm. and so far as i can tell the plot of this movie is he becomes famous by playing Beatles songs. And then he gets imposter syndrome and Ed Sheeran's and, there. And, yeah. We love Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you want to hear somebody else play Beatles songs for two hours, I guess, watch mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. My expectations aren't really high or low about this movie. It's just, it is what it is. I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, so 
Yeah. Or if they just wanted to make a movie with Beatles songs and this is not the worst way to do it, it'll be fine. Yeah. The trailers are a lot, though. But whatever. They, yeah. They're yeah. pushing it hard. All right, cool. So. Moving on to a movie that we are both actually excited for. Yes. Uh, a much more important movie. Yes. Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Which... I am excited for just to see how they follow up Endgame in the MCU. There's a mm. lot of, I guess, loose ends and strings that they're going to, you know, address in this movie that should be interesting to see how they do that. Yep. I'm curious how they're going to set up phase four, if mm-hmm. they're going to set up phase four, or if they're just going to focus on tying up phase three. It'll, I mean, it'll probably be a mix of both. Knowing Marvel, they know what they're doing. Um, yeah i i am or my hesitance with this movie is is, i guess the same thing i've been echoing for i guess two years since uh homecoming came out Mm -hmm. i would really love if spider-man was more i guess family friend oriented rather than saving the world oriented yeah i just i wish there was a little bit more heart in the, in the movie than there was or at least mm-hmm. the type of heart that I'm referring to because there was a lot of heart in the first Spider-Man movie and I'm not yeah the like family friend heart that I love in every movie mm-hmm. that has that has it um yeah but we'll see we'll see I don't know if we're gonna see you know the Spider-Man getting into arguments with I really want to see just a really great scene between uh Peter Parker and uh, Aunt May just arguing about him being, being a superhero Spider-Man. and she doesn't want him to be in danger. And that's just, I just want a scene where she's just really scared for his safety. Mm-hmm. Even if he's like doing a great job, I just want her to be terrified and just sad and, or not sad, but like, you know. I just I I there's a scene in there that I'm already tearing up a little bit right now as I say it that I just I know it's so good and it's there mm-hmm. it's there for the taking they just have to grab it have to grab you know, it it's, I, I mean he's the only kid say, superhero like, and mm-hmm. that's oh, so I want it so badly I don't know honestly I think if I had to sit through a scene of like aunt may trying to talk peter parker out of being spider-man because it puts him in danger i would probably just spend the whole time rolling my eyes well no no you're viewing it as like she's trying to convince him to not do it i Mm -hmm. i'm viewing it as if done well uh her her battle is less with convincing him not to go out her battle is convincing herself that she's okay with it. Mm-hmm. That internal struggle, if it's if it's okay. directed well, if we get to see that on screen, her coming to accept it. Right. Again, and I think I mentioned this on a podcast before, one of my favorite issues of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book is the entire issue was just Aunt May in therapy talking about how Spider-Man is Peter. Mm-hmm. That's the entire thing. Yeah. And I would love if that is shown, you know. 
Yeah, if you got like, a slice or something of that, like that, movie. a slice of that. And like again, this is me because that's that's why I come for these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, I, I guess I come for the action, but I stay for like the heartwarming family arcs. That's right. you know, that's my favorite part in every movie that has it. When they have something like this, and I, I want something like that in Spider-Man because in the comics they do such a great job of showing it. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. We'll get to it. I'm excited for this movie. Yep. I haven't seen much in terms of trailers, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. Oh, so yeah. yeah, cool. Uh, next we got Stuber. That's uh, mm-hmm. Dave Batista and Kumail Nanjiani fighting crime in an Uber. That yeah. seems like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm gonna see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna enjoy it. So, yeah, you gotta teach the you know big muscly CIA agent how to appreciate the little things in life. Yeah, and also teach this small child how to be a CIA agent. Oh, Ryan, which... Ryan, mm-hmm. you are thinking of the wrong movie. I Dave Batista is in two movies where he plays like a. Oh no. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I forget I just saw the trailer. Well, for no, no, it. I was about I it was Stuber. It was not Stuber. Because uh, I was also, as we were about to talk about Super, I was going to say we should we should have added that movie to this list as well, because I'm also very excited for that movie, where it's Dave Batista and a little girl, uh, where he uh, teaches her how to be uh, a spy and she teaches him how to you know be happy and live his best life, which yeah. looks great. Stuber, I think, is a little bit more comedy action, less family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Dave Batista again, he gets in an Uber, and the Uber driver is, you know, forced to go along for this crazy action adventure ride. Mm-hmm. And Kumail Nanjiani is okay. great and hilarious. Uh, you might recognize him uh, from uh, The Big Sick. Uh, he was the one that uh, co-wrote that and starred in it, yeah. uh, which you know was nominated for uh, best uh, best screenplay original screenplay um, and it, it was it's a comedy movie which he's super funny I also love a stand-up whatever that's enough about Camille because he's amazing and <laughs> uh, I'm excited for that because he's great but he's also in uh what else is he in he's in that show with people that do the things on their computers um, that I'm completely blanking on the name uh, with why am I Ah, it's a very popular show on HBO where the people are part of a a, a tech company, a tech startup. Um, it's a very popular show. Thomas Middleditch, who I believe is also in uh, Godzilla's in that show. Uh, T.J. Miller was in it as well, but he left. I'm completely blanking no on idea. it. This is a very popular I'm just gonna show. Start listing hbo shows uh, yeah. it's not game of thrones westworld no um it'll be very obvious and we feel so stupid when you get to it oh you're not talking oh. about silicon valley are yeah you? silicon valley because of course tech <laughs> yeah Duh, okay. i'm so stupid but that's okay want to know who's not Camille on johnny's character because he's a very smart developer um mm-hmm continuing uh <laughs> after that whole thing uh we got lion yep. king Lion King is mm-hmm. up next. Yes. Thoughts? Um, it'll be a movie that happens. I'm sure 
it'll probably do better than most of the recent Disney remakes, but mostly mm-hmm. because people of our generation are very nostalgic for the original yeah. movie. I mean, I, uh, I, I will also, I mean, just going back to Aladdin, uh, mm-hmm. definitely one of the better remakes. Aladdin um, was? Yeah. I'll leave that at that. At that. Okay. Lion King, I was originally very excited for because I love Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the same team going back uh, to do Lion, Lion King with uh, Disney and uh, it is late and I'm tired. I'm sure you are tired too, uh, Ryan. Yep. We're uh, almost there. We're almost there. Um, and I'm blanking on this guy's name and I always forget his name and he plays Happy Hogan in Iron Man and uh, oh, it's um John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I always want to say Joss Whedon, but that's wrong. Uh, it's John no. Favreau. Uh, he he did uh, The Jungle Book, which was great, and I liked it more mm-hmm. than uh, the an- the original animated version. And now he's doing The Lion King, so I, I had hope. Um, but someone pointed out something in regards to the trailer that they were kind of right about. Yeah. All the lions look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're also not very, like, expressive. Yeah, they went way. a little bit more realistic than they did mm-hmm. different. And I think they could have made it a little, made the difference stand out a little bit more. And yeah. we would have forgave them for the realism a little bit. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I have a feeling it's gonna be very difficult to tell anyone apart when we get into the movie. Yeah. Or, like even in the trailer. Well, actually, I had a you hard know what? Telling which one was Scar. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be probably difficult, but I have a feeling that they probably do a decent job of of it, just because John, everyone knows what he, what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. it is difficult though, and really, it's only the lions that we have to worry about. I can stand the mm-hmm. hyenas because there's three of them, but yeah, I don't think They're I was able to package deal. To be fair, I don't think I was able to tell apart the hyenas when I was little. Anyway, um, no, me neither. So they just had different voices. That's how I can yeah. tell. And there's really only four lions that we need to mm-hmm. watch out for. So it's probably not that that big of a deal. It's just Simba, Scar, Mufasa, and Nala. Mm-hmm. Unless they add more lines to make it challenging for viewers, but we'll see. We will see. Um, cool. Moving on. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Ryan, do you know have any idea about this movie? I have heard the title. Okay. This uh, is um, it's a famous director. Yes, it is. Is this a uh, M Night Shyamalan movie? It is not. It is a. Do you want to guess again, or do you want me to tell you? No, go for it. Quentin Tarantino. Mm, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino directed this as about the uh, uh, the Manson murders. Uh, well, it's... What they've been saying is the setting is the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. I'll let that be, be what it is. I don't fully know what yeah. that means. Uh, it's probably like a story that takes place with the characters and around it, but not directly mm-hmm. about the murders. Yeah. 
that sounds like the kind of intentionally vague thing they say when they're trying to promote it without giving anything away. Yeah, I think they're they're being kind of you know close to the belt on this one, um, mm-hmm. which again, we'll we'll. I don't know if I'm gonna see this movie just because I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. It's probably gonna do uh, pretty well critic review wise, and if someone drags me to see it, then I'll probably see it. But yeah. I don't know. Cool. Uh, then last. But not least, and also not last, because this is just the beginning of August. There's a whole bunch more. We have Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I suspect this one will do pretty well box office-wise. Yeah. Because uh, it looks like very fun and the kind of thing you would expect from a Fast and Furious spinoff. Yeah. I mean, Fast and the Furious with The Rock and Jason Statham and probably Chaos, which is honestly mm-hmm. like... I'm looking for two things in a movie, or for two different types of movies. I'm looking for movies with either really fun emotional uh, family story arcs mm-hmm. uh, that make me cry, or I'm looking for movies that are just chaotic, that are just off the wall. Right. They take the they make here. they make strong choices that might or might not work, and mm-hmm. you know. Like in uh, the last Fast and Furious movie, they had a scene where uh, Jason Statham was on a plane and as es- es- trying to escape while holding a baby and shooting people, <laughs> and that's the scene. And it's just that's a great scene. Yeah, it was great and just so ridiculous and fun and stupid, and I loved it. So I want to see mm-hmm. that in Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I want to see that in a lot of these movies. Um, I either want it to be ridiculous or I want it to be heartfelt. And right. I have a feeling with a lot of these movies, we're hopefully we'll get some of it. As we were saying at the beginning of this podcast, is a nice way to bookend it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be a weird summer. I'm hoping for some craziness. I'm hoping for some you know oh, heart. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what what, what shakes out. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of potential in this lineup. Yeah, but it's a lot of potential in both directions yeah, too. This could either be a great summer or a terrible summer. And like mm-hmm. on top of all of that, this is still regardless going to be one of the biggest movie summers of all time because Endgame happened. Yeah. And that's just a Which, nice as as I checked this morning in case you or the fo- our listeners are not following along as much as I am. Endgame is about 50 million dollars out from passing Avatar as the number one worldwide grossing movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that this ranking technically doesn't matter because Disney owns Fox, who yeah. owns Avatar, and mm-hmm. that's who they're fighting. Endgame currently is in a fun middle ground between the... the it's not the biggest... Uh, box office of all time it's also not the biggest domestic box office of all time because mm-hmm. it's sam and also not the biggest international because star wars the force awakens is the biggest domestic and avatar uh-huh. the worst movie ever made is the biggest overall <laughs> uh uh-huh. fuck avatar and uh i think there's that's probably the best way to end the show fuck avatar which is that's what we should end it on yeah right mm-hmm. cool yeah Fuck Avatar. Um, yeah, so... Take that, J- David Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... 
uh, do all that stuff. Uh, uh, J- James Cameron, David Cameron, I believe, was a prime minister of of the UK. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy too. Yeah. But well, he, he also he, James Cameron. To be fair, David Cameron, uh, not a Brexit guy, uh, and was replaced by Brexit people. And while we are Americans and know very little about what's actually going on there, I feel Mm -hmm. pretty safe in saying Brexit, not great. Yep. Yeah. David Cameron, not as big of an asshole as he could have been. Yeah. Could have been been worse. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. uh, by worse, we mean Avatar. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's end the podcast there. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Do all the things that we tell you to do every week. You can listen to us and subscribe and download and follow on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can. What else can they do, Ryan? Um, they can. Mm, oh, they can. They can send us emails. They can and send us emails fill out our form. to codpodcasting at gmail.com. They can fill out our form, which we will include in the description. Uh, send out. Uh, send us some questions or comments. Um, and we'll hopefully one day when we receive more than one question, do a mailbag episode. Um, do we have more than one question? Do we have two? Are they both submitted by me? No. I think they're both from... Th- there's one from me and one from you. Okay. All right. Well, we will save those and try to sneak them in between our <laughs> numerous other suggestions. Um, yeah, all that stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Cool. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.